Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. I hope you guys have had a great week. It's been St. Patrick's Day, fell on Wednesday, and then Thursday was great hangover day. I know people are more looking for Passover, but, you know, I like to think the day after St. Patrick's Day is called hangover. And let me tell you something, I did not have a hangover. Instead, I had a shamrock shake. I felt like celebrating it in kind of a way, but not getting drunk because I had to work the very next day. And if I lose my job... And this podcast has to end because then I got to sell it to Doofus Rufus, who would ruin the podcast. And then I have to go work on the streets, probably sell myself. But we don't want to see that happen. But enough of all that. Let's focus on the most important thing. And that is week number six of the 2021 season, Atlanta Motor Speedway. One of the most iconic tracks in NASCAR. And we're going to see it here in the sixth week of the season. And let's be honest. Not many people are looking forward to this race. In fact, they're kind of looking ahead. Everyone's just like, oh my god, the Bristol Motor Speedway race in dirt. There's also going to have late models on it this weekend. I'd rather watch that, which is fine. I totally understand the excitement of finally seeing a dirt race after 50 years is very exciting. But I feel like this race can actually redeem itself. I want to see Atlanta Motor Speedway be an action-packed race. We know it can do great finishes, great racing. We've seen back in 2011 with Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, 2001 with Kevin Harvick and Jeff Gordon. Um, We can even go to the year before that with Bobby Labonte and Dale Learnhardt. We've had some amazing finishes here at this race and good racing as well. But hopefully the package can deliver because last year it didn't. But I think the most important thing, and that's why everyone's tuned in today, is we want to see who's going to be the best at Atlanta. It is time to look at our fancy picks, time to dive into who should we start and who should we sit here in week number six. Alrighty, most of you guys know the drill. You got to pick six drivers. Five of them will count towards your final points for the weekend. And you can only use a driver 10 times in the regular season. After that, you got to rely on other people. So don't put Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, drivers like that on your first 10 races. Save them for races that you think that they can do the best at. And here at Atlanta, it's really, really hard to find drivers who could be considered dark horses because this is one of those tracks similar to Phoenix where if you're the best NASCAR driver, you're going to kick ass here at Atlanta. And looking at these averages, it really doesn't surprise me who's on top and who's really not here. So let's first start off with the top picks to go with this weekend. Let's go with first... The number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. I'm not just going for him just for the simple fact that he won at Phoenix. Even though at Phoenix it was a very impressive win and you're going to be riding on that momentum. His finishes here at Atlanta Motor Speedway have been very impressive. In the last few years, they've only raced at this track one time a year, every single year since like 2014. He has finished in the top 10 every single time and has scored on average 44 points. And based on how I've seen him at the beginning of the year... I don't really see this being any different. I think he can be running in the top three, score a lot of stage points. Definitely not a bad idea to include Martin Trex Jr. on your fantasy roster. 
Next guy I want to include is the number four of Kevin Harvick. And I know a lot of people are thinking, that should be the number one pick. Why did you use Kevin Harvick as your first pick, not Martin Trex Jr.? Well, there's kind of a good reason why. Now, yes, he won the last race here and even won the race a couple years ago here at Atlanta. He's really good at this racetrack. Something just seems a little off with Stuart Haas Racing where they're not at top capacity like they've been in the past. Now, don't get me wrong. Kevin Harvick's going to be someone you should sleep on. I think this would be another good race to include him once again. But looking at Phoenix, he really wasn't there near the front to compete. Yeah, he did get a top 10 finish, but... Really, he was just a top 10 car. I think in this race, he can really bounce back. I think this is the last time you should throw Kevin Harvick on there without any second guesses. Put him on your fantasy roster because I still think he can score you about 50 points this weekend. Now we're going to move on to Roger Penske's team, and we are going to put the number two of Brad Keselowski as a top pick here at Atlanta as well. Brad Keselowski this year has kind of been the third or fourth place guy that's been really close to a victory, but hasn't been the guy to beat for the victory. That's where Brad Keselowski sits, and you know it's got to be getting under his skin. You know he's going to be finding a track that he can do really good at to really bounce back. I think Atlanta could be the race, because let's look at his last few finishes. A ninth place finish last year, then he won the race back in 2019, then he finished second, he won again, and finished ninth and ninth. Obviously, a really, really good driver when it comes to this race. However, one thing I started to notice is he's either one of the top two guys or he's barely going to scrape a top 10. And it looks like this year he's probably going to be one of those guys looking to be one of the top twos. I think Brad Keselowski with these three guys is just as good as a pick as including Kevin Harvick and Martin Trex Jr. Especially how he's been at the beginning of the year. Definitely one of the top dogs this year. I think it's safe to say that Brad Keselowski will do good here at Atlanta, and I think he can do the same as Kevin Harvick and score 50-plus points in this race. Now I'm going to include a guy who's mostly been a pretty good pick, but I think he deserves a spot as a top pick in this race, and that's the number one of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch in the last five races here, I went back to 2015, but then I forgot he did not race in 2015 because he knocked out a secret assassin. According to him, if you do not remember what happened in 2015, I guess there was assault allegations between him and his ex-wife. Turns out she actually did get arrested for laundering money, but uh, we don't need to go into all that. But he missed the Atlanta race because it was the second race of the season. He was busy dealing with that, and NASCAR uh, suspended him indefinitely until the charges were dropped, and now he's back in racing. But anyways, going here to Atlanta, his last few finishes here have been in between third and eighth place. A very solid driver. I wouldn't say the absolute best pick, but definitely a second or third pick going into Atlanta. He does really good at this track. He's been very consistent even at the beginning of this year. I like the Kurt Busch that we're seeing, kind of like a young, aggressive Kurt Busch, not really the old, I'm going to take it easy. And I think here at Atlanta, you need to be aggressive in this entire race. And if Kurt Busch keeps bringing what he has been this year, definitely going to be a factor by the end of the race and one to add on your fantasy roster. 
And the last driver I got to include is the number five of Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson has proved that he is a championship contender this year and that every track he's going to be a factor. So really, there's no reason why he shouldn't be a factor here in Atlanta. Definitely a track, like I said earlier, where the top drivers definitely rise to the top by the end of the race. And Kyle Larson's definitely been up there quite a few times and very close to a victory. Now, Back in 2015, 2016, right around there, he really wasn't doing that great. However, if you look at the most recent finishes, he didn't run here last year. We obviously know why. He's finished 12th, 9th, and 2nd, scoring on average 40 points in those races. So when it comes to the fantasy side, he's been doing really good. But now that he's with Rick Henrik uh, equipment, he could probably do even better in this race, possibly scoring 45 or more points. Will he be a better choice to go with than Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., or Kevin Harvick? Eh, a little tough to say. If you're going off of 2021 stats, yes. If you're going off the past Atlanta stats, no. So definitely an interesting choice on if you're going to put Kyle Larson on your roster. I consider him more as a third pick more than a first or second pick. So those are my top picks. You're going to want to go with Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, and Kyle Larson. Now let's move on to the pretty good category. Alrighty, these are the drivers that are definitely going to be pretty good on your fantasy roster, but not the best, in my personal opinion. And the first one I want to include on this is Kyle Busch. Now, Kyle Busch had a higher average than his brother and Kyle Larson when it comes to Atlanta. The reason why I only put him in this category is for the simple fact that 2020 and 2021, we have not seen the Kyle Busch that we're used to seeing. Yes, at the beginning of the year, he was doing good, but near the end, it just wasn't the 2019-2015 champion that used to dominate a bunch of races. And this year, it's kind of looking the same. Kyle Busch has really been struggling at a track as like Phoenix, where we thought he would be up front. He was never really up there. He struggled, had problems left and right, and didn't even finish in the top 20. So why should we have faith in him here at Atlanta that he's going to switch everything around? Well... A couple things is, yes, he's been really good here in the past. Finished second, sixth, seventh, 16th, and third. Again, he missed the 2015 race, not because he was going after paid assassins, but instead he broke his leg in a Daytona accident. He's been doing really, really good. Finishing right up there in the top seven. The question is, though, like we all are wondering, is he going to be the same Kyle Busch that we've seen in the past? At this point, I don't know. I think it may be a good idea to take a gamble on him. He's still going to be pretty good in this race, but are we going to see the Kyle Busch that we're used to running the top three most of the race and being a contender for the win? That's something you're going to have to decide on. For me personally, I don't see it happening quite yet. I really think the team's got to figure some stuff out if we want to see the number 18 car back to the way we used to see him. Let's also include another driver here that's usually a top pick or a pretty good. Let's throw Joey Logano on here. Average points score 33, finishing 10th, 23rd in the last two races, which is a bit of worrisome. But before then, 6th, 6th, 12th, 4th. Joey Logano has kind of been one of those guys you're a little bit iffy on. And he's kind of played like that in a few of the tracks most recently. Like tracks he used to kick ass in, he's kind of struggled. Tracks he struggled in, now he's starting to kick ass. Which track is he going to be good at? I think Joey Logano, if Brad Keselowski is going to be doing good, Joey Logano will be right there with him. I think he can score the stage points. However, as far as finishing the race goes, maybe around the top 10 right around there. That seems to be Joey Logano at the beginning of the season. 
and I really don't see this race being any different. I'd say he's more of a fourth pick than anything if you're going to go with him. And also, in all honesty, I think there's better races, but who knows? Maybe he can keep up with someone like Brad Keselowski and run near the front of the entire race. I'm leaning more towards maybe there's better races for him, but if you want to put him on your fantasy roster, hey, that's totally fine. All right, let's go for everyone's favorite. Let's go for the number nine, Chase Elliott. Let's include him on this list. He's been doing really good here at this racetrack. Usually more of a top 10 guy than he is a front contender. That's why he's in the pretty good category. And honestly, I see the same thing happening for him this year. Everyone says he's the championship favorite, uh, which uh, there's no reason why not to think that. I mean, Rick Hendrick's doing really good. But I don't think he's going to be someone who's going to win this race. I think he's going to be someone who's going to get a solid finish. He's going to be right around there with probably William Byron and Kyle Larson. Well, Kyle Larson, I think, is going to be more of a top five guy. So maybe more around William Byron getting a top ten. That's what I see out of Chase Elliott scoring 33.5 points. I still think there's better races down the road. And he's probably in the same category as Joey Logano. Fourth or fifth pick in this race. Fourth driver I want to include on this list, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin has just been doing phenomenal at the beginning of this year. Definitely the driver to beat, similar to what he was in the 2020 season near the beginning. Um, The only person who was really competing against him was Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick's really not there yet, and Denny Hamlin is still kind of on the same track. Just hasn't gotten that victory yet. Can he get it here? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. I'm thinking more of a top five. He's going to score some points. I really feel confident that he's going to score points in this race. Because look at the last uh, three races, he scored 41 points on average. So he's really good at this racetrack. I just don't see him getting the victory. I see him as a third or fourth pick. Still another solid weekend is going to happen for the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. And then the last one I want to include is the number 10 of Eric Amarola for Stuart Haas Racing. I included him last week thinking that he was more of a take-a-chance guy. This one I feel more confident. I think um, Eric Amarola can get another solid top 10 that we're used to seeing, especially here at Atlanta where he does pretty good. He usually runs in between the 8th and 15th spot here, but he still scores stage points. On average, 27 points. Not too bad. I'd say definitely more of a fifth pick more than anything. But still, Eric Amarola, if you're wanting to save some of these other drivers for other races, like I could understand you want to save Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott for some other races, maybe throw Eric Amarola in there. He can always do good at a mile and a half. And I think he can do that once again here with another top 10. So those are the guys who fit in the pretty good category. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Eric Amarola. Now let's move on to the Dark Horses. Alright, the first one that's going to be more of a a take-a-chance Dark Horse six-pick guy is going to be the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, scoring on average 26 points. Starting to have stuff move in the right direction. I still feel like the other Penske drivers are going to be better options for you in this race. His last finish here was fourth. So that's a little bit of optimism. I'd say that's worthy to put him in a sixth spot. But if you look at the other finishes, they've been 12th or worse. So you're kind of a little worried on that one. We don't know which Ryan Blaney we're going to get. Because even looking at the beginning of the season, he's been all over the place. He's been running near the top, and then he's been near the back. So what are you going to get with Ryan Blaney? I don't think consistency would be the right answer to go with. I'd say he's more of a a take-a-chance guy. Definitely good in the sixth spot. He could do really good for you, but at the same time, he could be someone that just stays in the garage for the entire race. 
Now let's look at a driver that I don't think you've used since probably Daytona, and that's the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is starting to be a solid driver at the mile and a half in that number 47 machine, and even when he was in the number 17 machine as well. In the last few races here, he's finished 13th, 18th, 16th, 13th, and 10th. So he's right around there slightly outside the top 10. Well, if you're looking a little bit at this year, he's been really improving in that number 47 car. And I think he's going to be running more closer to the top 10 than he will be more towards the 20th position. And I really think in this race, he could pull off a 10th place, maybe an 11th place right around there. I don't think he's going to be better than the other options that I mentioned, maybe more reliable than Ryan Blaney per se. But, you know, if you want to take a break on those other guys, throw Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in there. He could score you possibly 26 or more points in this race. I mean, it's not going to be the most points in the world, but at least you're going to be happy with that little cushion if you put him as your sixth pick in this race. Now, the next two I'm going to bring up, I'm going to do one at a time, but they've been really running good this year, but I think they're more of take a chance when it comes to this race. First one I'm going to include is Christopher Bell in the number 20 machine. Christopher Bell didn't do anything exciting last year in the number 95 at Atlanta. He finished 18th and scored 19 points. Nothing really great there, honestly. Now, if you look at the Xfinity races beforehand, in the last two races that he ran, he won the race, scored the most amount of stage points he could, then the other one finished third and scored 52 points. So he does really good at this racetrack, and honestly, I'm just going off of the 2021 um, statistics that I've been seeing from him, where he's been running near the top 10, putting up good results in that number 20 machine, and I think he can do the same thing here in this race. Score possibly a top 10, However, I think he's more of a take a chance, maybe more of a dark horse, because I think you'd feel more comfortable putting someone else on your list, but Christopher Bell shouldn't be someone you should shy away from. Definitely a sixth pick, I wouldn't say a fourth or a fifth pick, but could do really good in this race as well in that number 20 machine. Now the next one I'm going to include is the number 24 of William Byron. William Byron, <laughs> his stats haven't been good here in the Cup Series. 33rd, 17th. 18th average point score 15 so you're really right on the momentum of the 2021 season honestly i feel like christopher bell would be a more safer pick than including william byron but hey that number 24 team has been a solid top 10 team throughout the entire year so far the only one where they really weren't a top 10 team was back at daytona where they wrecked in the first few laps but you really can't hold that against them I mean, they've been doing really good at mile and a half. They did not too bad at Las Vegas. They did really good at Homestead. They obviously won the damn thing. Uh, it's, just, it's just more of a six pick in this track because he really hasn't shown hardly any success here in the top series. And even in Xfinity, eh, not really the best driver. I mean, he did good, but he wasn't the best driver. I would lean more towards Christopher Bell, but if you go with William Byron, totally understand. 2021 season, he's been a solid top 10 guy. I, I just don't know how he's going to do in this race. I feel like he's going to be more of a 13th place guy than he will be a top 5 or a top 10 guy. And the last one I want to include here, I wasn't going to do five drivers for the Dark Horse, but I feel like let's include this one because most of the drivers I pick, you probably use them all two or three times already here at the beginning of the season. But maybe you want to include the number six of Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman is not too bad here at Atlanta, especially in the most recent years. 
He's not a top 10 driver per se, but he's a top 15 driver, and he's usually pretty consistent. Now, there is that worry that you might get the Ryan Newman from Phoenix, where he finished multiple laps down. Well, maybe he made some laps up, but at one point he was multiple laps down. Is he going to do the same thing here at Atlanta? I'm, I'm not really too sure on that one. I, it's hard to base Phoenix on Atlanta. They're two completely different tracks. And at Homestead, he was doing really good. Hell, even Chris Buescher was doing really good on that track too. Both of the Roush Fenway cars are starting to figure out the mile and a half a little bit. And Ryan Newman, who's already good at Atlanta, hey, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to include him. He could potentially get you a top 10. I wouldn't say he's going to be someone who's going to score 40 points. But he could definitely get you possibly 25 to 30 points right in there. I'd say that's a good safe pick to go with. Save some of your other drivers. Get someone that's going to get you some solid points so you can save those drivers for races where they can score 55 or more points. So those are my dark horses. Ryan Blaney, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Ryan Newman. Now before we wrap this up, let's look at some drivers you do not want to go for in this race. First one I want to include on here is Matt DiBandetto in the number 21. Matt DiBandetto is on the outside looking in right now. He needs to score a lot of points in the next few races just to even become a factor. And to be honest here, I don't really see it happening at Atlanta with his last few finishes being 25th or worse. Really hasn't been good at this racetrack. I think it's safe to say that Matt DiBandetto is not going to be a reliable pick in this race. Next one I want to include is Chris Buescher. Chris Buescher has only gotten one top 10 in the last few races. You might be a little optimistic like, hey, maybe he'll do good. But in the other few races, it's been 23rd or worse. Never really been a factor in this race, even to really score a top 20 in some of those races. So I think Chris Buescher, let's save him for another race. I think there's one that he's going to do better on. Atlanta, I'm not feeling it. I'd rather go for his teammate than for him. And then lastly, the Daytona 500 winner, Michael McDowell. I like Michael McDowell. A lot of you like Michael McDowell. I understand that. But you don't want to go for him here at Atlanta. I know these guys are riding on so much momentum right now. They're doing really good in their finishes at every single track. Even Phoenix almost getting a top 15 is still really good for the 34 team. This race, though, with their best finish being 24th in the last few years, yeah, I... It, let's th- let's sit the number 34 car out in this race. Uh, it's really not going to be a good track for them. They're honestly trying to get a top 20 at best. I don't even see them really even contending for a top 10 finish in this race. So those are the no-goes. Matt DiBandetto, Chris Buescher, and Michael McDowell. And that will conclude our fantasy segment, guys. Make sure to check out our fantasy league if you want to join. We just had a, one of our fans win, and that was Thunder Gun number three, edging out all the observers. Congratulations to you, Thunder Gun. You made us all look like complete idiots, and you're beating me overall in the points as well, so you're really kicking my ass. So I guess kind of a good thing you haven't been listening to me too much. But in a sense, thank you for listening and thank you for playing a part of it. And if you want to join it, make sure to go to NASCAR.com slash live. We are NASCAR Field Fillers. Make sure to join it. It's a lot of fun. Maybe one day I can get a victory in the 2021 season. 
It hasn't happened in the first five weeks, but I feel like it can happen here soon. And also make sure to check out our website. I'm going to post all our fantasy picks on there with a little bit of extra information if you want to go check that out. That's NASCARfieldfiller.com. And other than that, guys, enjoy the race at Atlanta. It's a classic race. Let's just hope it's a little bit better. Just don't focus on the Bristol dirt race. Kind of look at this race. This race could bring a lot of excitement to the already exciting 2021 season. Besides that, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.